do some subclass hunting and we're gonna begin our journey with the ghost slayer yeah great name that is a great name that is that's hardcore the order of the ghost slayer is the oldest of the blood hunter orders its members have originally rediscovered the secrets of hemocraft and refined them for combat against the scourge of undeath ghost slayers seek out and study the moment of death, obsessing over the mystery of the transition from life and the unholy power that can cause the dead to rise once more. These zealous blood hunters make their life's work to destroy the scourge of undeath wherever it is found, tuning their abilities to engage undead creatures and those who manipulate the necromancy that creates them. So like a, a real interesting spin on a paladin, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's like I hunt ghosts down. <laughs> um, and, hey, spoiler alert, they're, they're going to fix this uh, in one of the abilities. But like, like the rest of the abilities are like, if they don't have blood, they don't work. But like the ghost players <laughs> are the oldest and first <laughs> blood or, uh, you know, blood hunters and ghosts. Known for their lack of corporealness, which includes <laughs> ghosts. Hmm, I don't think of mm. blood when I think of ghosts. Interesting. Yeah. So a little, little bit of a non-bow there with yeah. the flavor. Even like they're undead, mad. they're like well-known. Yeah. Zombies are well-known to like, I don't know, not really have blood coursing through them, which makes oh, them yeah. not alive. Also, a little, little bit of a side tangent, but so <laughs> there's this... My uh, my girlfriend and I, totally not me by myself, went to like <laughs> Bath and Body Works, and there was this scent on like lotion or and stuff called vampire blood. And I was wondering, <laughs> do vampires have blood themselves, or Ooh. is it just or, are they just selling various human bloods? <laughs> is this just like a human blend, like a wine blend? But I thought they have blood, don't they? That's like that's kind of their spiel. Don't they have blood? I know they suck blood, but is do they suck blood because they don't have blood themselves? No, I think I think vampires have. They blood. have blood, but okay. I don't know. I thought they had blood. I, I I, yeah, I was just like, are they just I selling me hu- I, I mixed really human know. blood? Because they're like cold. It smell blood. good, that, but they're just like they're cold blood. Um. All right, we'll get back to the blood hunters, though. Uh, <laughs> I do. Out, I do shout try out, to find shout out in comments. Now, now that do you mention that, like, yeah, shout, shout out, yeah. Reach us at uh, dragonparty at gmail.com. Yeah. Dragon Party Podcast. Dragon Party Podcast at gmail.com. That's where yeah. you can find us. Do vampires us, have blood? Vampires and is, have blood. Yeah, and it, it, is the blood themselves just the blood that they suck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it, well, one thing I wanted to mention that you, could, that you brought up the fact that. Ghosts don't have blood. Zombies don't have blood. That's kind of like a funny quirk of like, that's why they hate them so much. <laughs> you don't have blood. I don't like you. <laughs> you have blood? Why don't you have blood? How do we blood? kill these guys? <laughs> yeah, like we, we have to end this. We cannot have this around. It's like they killed somebody and then we found out they come back as a ghost. And like, they're learning. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. We have to end this. We have to figure this out. This is otherwise. a big deal. 
guys, we can't have people just running around with no blood. Before then, ghosts were terrorizing people. They're like, oh, blood hunter, you got to save us. They're like, ooh, I got, I'm really filled up today, guys. I, can't, I just can't do it. I feel like this character would like also like not trust robots of any kind, too, which would be oh, kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> like, what you run on? Oil? Electricity? I don't trust don't Like you. <laughs> Uh, so they're going to start, again, third levels when you're going to access the order. So they're going to gain two things right at level three. They're going to get the Rite of the Dawn. When you join this order at the third level, uh, you learn the Rite of the Dawn as part of your Crimson Rite. Whenever you activate the Rite of the Dawn, the extra damage dealt by your Rite is Radiant Damage. Now, does this mean you earned an additional Crimson Rite right at third level? Yeah. Okay. So you can have two weapons and do the two-weapon thing at third level, so long as one is whichever of the three you choose, yeah, and the other one is Radiant. Yep, yeah. It says you uh, you learn the Rite of Dawn. So yeah, you have two Crimson Rites. So if you chose the two-weapon fighter, you can have one at fire. Or... This would probably be the easiest one to do that two-weapon fighting with, from mm-hmm. what I can see so far. Additionally, when that Rite, which is referring to the Radiant Damage Dawn Rite, uh, while that right is active on your weapon, you'll gain the following benefits. The weapon will shed a bright light out to 20 feet. Neat. You'll have resistance to necrotic. Neat. That That's seems pretty- like a really good one to have. That's like one of the best damages just to be like flatline. Yeah, just like randomly yeah. resistant to. That one in fire probably are the two. Yeah. So yeah, necrotic is the one that's like, I take how much damage? And I'm going to yeah, go right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And finally, whenever you hit an undead creature with a weapon for which the Rite of the Dawn is active, you'll roll an additional Hemocraft die to determine the extra damage from the Rite. That's pretty so sweet. So deal double Radiant, which might end up being quadruple Radiant. Sometimes they're uh, right. They're just weak to uh, it. Vulnerable. Vulnerable yeah, to it. This is, this is great. That's pretty good. Like You're just going to destroy undead, undead. at third yeah. level. Pretty awesome. Which is what the class is for. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a ghost hunter. <laughs> you're a ghost hunter. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, also, you unlock the Cursed Specialist. You learn to master more blood curses. You gain additional uses of your blood maledict feature. In addition, your blood curses can target any creature, whether it has blood or not. Yep, they've figured out a way to curse those pesky robots and those ghosts. An additional use has got to feel awesome, too. Yeah, that's that's, that's got to feel so helpful. That's so helpful. Yeah. Especially at level three, having the two, like, right up front. Ah, what Mm. a, that's such a difference. It's so nice. And, like, you you don't learn an additional blood curse, but you can use the one that you know twice. Twice. Which is a, that's a big difference. That's really good at level three. Yeah. At level three, that is an enormous difference. Uh, not much else happens until 7th when you get Aether Walk. Aether Walk, whatever you want to pronounce it. At the start of your turn, you can magically step into the veil between the planes as long as you aren't incapacitated. You can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain, as well as see and affect creatures on objects on the ethereal plane. You'll take 1d10 force damage if you end your turn inside the object. This feature lasts for a number of rounds equal to your Hemocraft modifier. 
If you are inside an object when it ends, you're immediately shunted to the nearest unoccupied space. You'll take force damage equal to twice the number of feet you moved that you were shunted. At least. Uh, whenever you use this feature, you must finish a short or long rest until you can use it again. Uh, you can Aether Walk twice between rests starting at 15th level. You see this ability on a lot of classes, I've noticed, especially the ones dealing with the ethereal planes. Yeah. A lot of those Horizon Walkers, whatnot, they all have this ability. I don't know how really useful it is. Yeah, th this is like, it doesn't say that you like can't attack or can't be attacked. Or, or even if you're invisible, like you're not invisible or anything. This is like kind of a cool out of combat thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm like lock. walking through walls. I'm going to walk like through this age. wall. Yeah, I'm going to walk through a wall. Like, it, it which does is feel like pretty cool. Two uses would make it a little better, right? I could walk yeah. through the wall, undo it. Then walk through the wall again to yeah. get out of it. The trap room. Like, I need to. <laughs> like the door is barred. You walk through the wall and you're like, crap, this is a really heavy bar. And, I can't, <laughs> and now I can't get and out. now I'm in here. All right. I'm kind of in for that scenario because that's hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah. This is like a cool out of combat ability that. Um, yeah. And, and well, hey, yeah. even in combat, it could save your life. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could <laughs> this like... could be this could be the way to get away. Oh, I'm not just gonna dash. I'm gonna aether walk. Oh, okay. <laughs> aether walk, yeah, and, and yeah, it, it'll like last a... a couple rounds worth. Like that. Yeah, you could just kind of get away from it. This is a wall of stone or something. You could just walk through that. Yeah, it it's pretty sweet. And I like you know we we talk about some martial classes. They just really fall flat in the like out of combat or like social thing this isn't really a social thing by any stretch but like utility. but utility like man you're for some reason you're the thief of the party and you get caught you can just be like all right i'm just gonna ether walk through this wall and jump out yeah. second. <laughs> you know it's like all right we're yeah, good you're here. the only one that could have done that yeah, yeah pr pretty cool i like that the brand of sundering at 11th level your brand of castigation, which again is what you learned at 6th level, uh, exposes a fragment of your foe's essence. So it's obviously connected to the brand of castigation. We didn't clear mm. that up. Uh, you'll leave them vulnerable to your Crimson Rite feature. Whenever you hit a creature with a weapon for which you have an active Crimson Rite, you'll roll an additional Hemocraft die when determining the extra damage from the Rite. Additionally, if a branded creature has the incorporeal movement trait or a similar feature, it can't move through creatures or objects while branded. That's a real interesting. I, I get it. it's they're ghost hunters. They're ghost <laughs> hunters. The they're ghost. like yeah, stop yeah, them. Stop good being ghosts, ghost, which is pretty sweet. And man, that's, that's a lot of extra. Strong. That's a that's lot just... of extra damage. And if... and don't forget that that damage, it, 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 their yeah. brand of castigations on them, and the base. Uh, if you go, what was it? Where was yeah the the base brand of castigation at sixth level it, it takes effect they're also taking damage when they hit you still. Uh yeah yeah exactly because that castigation is still on them they're still taking psychic damage when they hit you and when you hit them they're taking additional hemocraft die damage yeah and this, this stacks is, up crazy hard it, you get some pretty nuts things but you don't have to do anything to brand them so it's like okay right. yeah I now I have the dual wielding things I have you just two, have to hit them. That's what you have to do yeah. to brand them. You have to hit them. And it doesn't say like specifically with the right of dawn weapon. So if you bonus if you can bonus that attack through any means, this is three extra D eight from hitting them. Like yep. that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Pretty wild, pretty nutty. Uh 
15th level, uh, we learned about this when we went over the blood curses. Uh, you're going to get the blood curse of the exorcist. It's just going to give it to you. <laughs> so it does not oh, count yeah, against your right. number of blood curses. You just curses get known. these. You're uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I forgot about that. So I, I guess we'll that. see that when we go into the other subclasses. It's the first subclass right. we're delving into, but you're just going to get them. So at 15th level, you're going to get that one. And this is one of the best ones that we read. Yeah. Uh, the exorcist one, again, is the one that can end a charmed, frightened, or possessed effect on a party member. <clears throat> and if you amplify it, the one that possessed that person will take 3d6 psychic and be stunned if they fail a wisdom save. Mm -hmm. So pretty awesome. I think that's one of the better ones. Yeah, Might even be the definitely. Best one. <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, finally, 18th level, the right revival. You learn to protect your fading life by reabsorbing the energy to feed your weapons. If you have one or more active crimson rights and you're reduced to zero hit points, you can choose to have all your active crimson rights end and drop to one hit point instead. What's insane about this is that you can just activate crimson right again. Now, of course, activating a crimson right will do a hemo die damage, so you do need to get above. 10 hit points 10. during your turn yeah. and then bonus action to activate it but you can like maintain this you know, as yeah. long as you can heal above that each turn during your turn and you use a bonus action you can like have this immunity set up again yeah it's like super repeatable at 18th level like there's like things like healing spirit or things like that or like oh I'm going to use my action to drink a potion like a superior healing potion or whatever and then bonus thing then you're just like well normally potions are like not that great because boss monsters do like 30 damage a hit but if you right. just like actually but drink a potion yeah which getting that back on is like having another death ward which we know yeah. how great that is as a campaign now we've used it many of them <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and man if so, if you just like sometimes all it's all you need is just like i just hopefully I, you can't die basically I mean, you can, yeah. but you can, <laughs> but you can still die. You can still die. You can still get power killed. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. So nice. I mean, overall, th th this class seems very focused on weapon attacks. Yeah, this feels uh, like the crimson, it, it's it's supercharging what is the base blood hunter, which is a good. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a subclass like that, you know, yeah. that like just just like soups up what's already there, and yep. this is the one that does that, and this I think it does, does a it. great job of doing. It gives yeah, you extra this... uses of your main ability. It gives you extra weapon attack uh, damage and an additional option for that matter that's specifically good against a certain enemy that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is... just overall pretty powerful. Pretty yeah. I'm into yeah. It. Bloodhunter got a lot as a base, so just souping it up a bit with some extra damages here and there, probably fine. Yeah, and this is the one where you're like, if you want to be... Uh, well, this sometimes maybe profiles will do, but yeah, like this one, like man, if you're in like a Curse of Strahd esque campaign, you're just gonna be like, you're gonna feel even better than like the cleric <laughs> with like all their stuff is like, oh, you deal extra or like a paladin, which just like deals extra damage when they smite. You're like, no, I just do the extra d6 all the time, <laughs> all the time, forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this one feels like the super beat 'em up fighter version of it but with with like great utility being you know having those blood curses and you have a yeah. lot of options there this, this one seems strong i would give this one an a i just think this is just strong i think so too 
<laughs> it just seems just generically good. Also, yeah, it has like, probably the best blood curse out of them at, at 15th level. Like, they, yeah. like the 15th and 18th level abilities to me are like wildly. Uh, same with 11. 11, 15, 18 just seem wildly good. Yeah, and they give you like a cool like out of combat thing that like you can, you can find ways to use that all the time. But yeah, it's like the level 11, you just like, oh, I against single creatures. I just do like an extra like 2d8 yeah. or 3d8 damage, you know. Also, I imagine if you like started with this blood hunter and then you went to another blood hunter, you'll like really miss that additional use of blood curse. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you just get a full extra use. You just have a full curse. extra use which like they don't get a lot, uh, I got to say. Like they, yeah. they really don't have that many. It like goes up to 5. Yeah, it goes up to 5. So you have 6. And that that's a big difference at the, yeah. at the end. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of rounds where you can blood curse people, and those are some powerful abilities that we went over. Yeah, there's uh, mm-hmm. the Ghost Slayer. We'll catch you on the next one. Party! Ah! Party! Uh.